On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, Hank and Petra get real deep and talk about Reddit. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. And? And Chairman Meow sticking her butt out. <laughs> On half the she, chair. She didn't have room to turn around, so. <laughs> so she's facing backwards in your chair beside She'll, you like an idiot. Yeah. That's my cat. <laughs> she's our idiot. <laughs> she's our podcat. She's our podcat. Yes. You've got something tonight. This is going to be a different format. Yes, this I hijacked be the, Petra the show. show. I hijacked the show, and I've kind of been a little bit demanding, and we've started over, and this time, we're going to keep going. We're not going to start over and erase it. We're right. just going to Keep go. going. All right. <laughs> All right. So, All right. what I, is the topic? I have been trying to nail you down to have a little bit of a conversation lately about... What I have been doing spiritually okay. lately. Uh, interesting. And it's just really hard to even start a conversation like that. Well, spirituality is always a uh, touchy subject for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one that should be respected. Absolutely. Um, Try to respect everyone's sincerely held beliefs as long as they don't trample on someone else's existence. Right. Yeah. As long as they don't affect anybody else. All as right. far as absolutely. Yep. Uh, I agree with that. We talk about that on the show all the time. Yeah. Well, just going back a little ways and kind of re- recapping, I think I've always had problems dealing with anger. Okay. I've never been good at expressing it. Certainly not. Certainly not in in the heat of the moment, or appropriately for me. It's always been like I, it builds up until it explodes at an inappropriate time. I doubt if you're the only person with this problem. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, but. Yeah, you know, I'm just talking through, you know, some of the, the things I've learned about myself and, and aw, podcast got tired of. <laughs> Didn't have enough room. She's all pissy now. I know. Usually she has me just like on the front quarter of the seat. Yeah. <laughs> has the entire back of it. My lumbar roll. She's the cat back support. Yeah. Cat back. Yeah. I was like, no, my seat tonight. Um, I've said, um, a lot. Anyhow, working on that, <laughs> back from that, I, I just had a really... Have you had an epiphany? Life-shocking, changing moment that I've had to, like, pick up the pieces of myself and put them back together. Can I ask that? What's yeah. the life-changing moment? Honestly, when Mom busted the shit out of me in the face with that bottle of dish soap. Was that about... How long ago was that? It was in May. Yeah. That's a long time ago. But it started you down a journey. It really did because. So maybe some good, obviously some good at least come out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I I think most of our audience knows in general what you're talking about. Yeah. You and your, mom got, you and your mom got in a fight. Yeah. And it broke that out. That sounds bad. That sounds like me and my mom got in a fight. No. My mother, who has undiagnosed borderline personality disorder, got in a screaming hissy fit at me. <laughs> and threw something at you. She threw a 
big old bottle of dish soap, clocked me in the face, and and then was going to claw my eyes out. I'm like, really? Wow. Right. So that's that, a, yeah, yeah. That, that, that catches was, anybody up. Who? <laughs> whoo, that was a moment there, and welcome to Appalachia. Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because. There were a whole lot of moments a whole lot worse than that from my childhood that I had not remembered. Yeah. Somehow I had dug a hole in my brain and shoved all these memories in this hole in the, you know behind the shed in your brain. And in that one moment it was like shining a floodlight back through my life like and and just lit all of those things up. And there's no way to ignore them anymore. So you've been thinking point. about it ever since. Yeah, you become obsessed with it. You know, really, you get just completely crazy after those repressed memories. That's what that is. Are triggered. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, I must say, I suppose. I don't know. I didn't have a, that traumatic a childhood, so I don't know. I hear a lot of comedians and people in general talk about how fucked up their childhood was and. I had moments. I have daddy issues. I have some things, but nothing like what you're describing. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. And I have to laugh about it, okay? Because I, if I don't, I would just sit and cry or be just raving mad because how would you do that to somebody? Like, to me, I'm like, how in the world do you not give yourself a timeout Get your shit under control and not take that out on a kid. I I agree. <laughs> For, forever your mantra was, well, they did the best they could. And I thought that was a pretty good mantra for a while. And I always, from stories you've told me, I always thought, well, that's a great, if you can, Ooh. if you can rationalize and be, and think of it that way, God love you. But your stories, I never did like I always it leaves you with a little sick feeling in your stomach, doesn't it? When some of them, yeah, it, it's oh just, it's for sure, off. it's oh, just all. Well, yeah, when any kid's abused, if you see it or know it, yeah, it's yeah, it hurt. It should hurt anybody's soul to know about another kid now adult, but whatever. Yeah. Somebody yeah. that was abused as a kid, that's terrible. It sucks. Well. I mean, I. But you're right. Humor is a great dealt. way to look I at it. I hadn't dealt um, because I couldn't deal. Like the only way not to be just a running, raving lunatic after growing up like that was to dig a hole in your brain and bury it all and not remember it and just, you know, go to college, throw yourself in a hundred percent, and you know, yeah. Get a degree and, you know, just keep fighting the the uphill battle. Right. You know, yeah. The, I mean, I, I, I became addicted to the struggle, I think. I think the, the, the struggle was my addiction. Does no, that make sense? You. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah, I, I feel kind like. Of following. You know, I. So, I, yeah. Yeah, sort of yeah. follow. So, so that's put you on this six month spiritual journey it really about. it really has it really has okay. and, and and i started with um uh one of the first places that i got a lot of help uh from was um it, 
a, a YouTube channel and website called Spartan Life Coach. A gentleman named Richard Grannon that... Spartan Life Coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Deals a lot with uh, recovery from, like, narcissistic abuse and uh, uh, CPTSD from uh, childhood abuse. Mm-hmm. And that was a fantastic resource and kind of springboarded from there. I got I got a lot of it under control, but I still felt you kind also, of a vacuum at the center. Does that make sense? You also go to counseling on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to I help think, some. It does, but it'll. I'll lead up to that in a, a little bit. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. So, so that was one resource I really. Um, and by the way, isn't it cool to live in a time where that exists? I know. I mean, with internet things like that. I mean, yeah. hell, even twenty five years ago, you'd have just been just coping with it the best you could. At the best, Absolutely. you might. At the best, you might have found a self help book at the library or something. And, and you know what? I bought a few self help books, but I, I'm going to be honest. I just it's so much more effective when it's. When you're hearing it, when you're seeing somebody, like these YouTube videos have been wonderful. I even paid for access on the Spartan Life Coach for a couple of his programs and wholeheartedly recommend them. They were the just great for dealing with you know, childhood trauma. Well, we all learn so, different ways. Some people yeah. read better and comprehend yeah. that better and some people, yeah. whatever. So it's great with this. Exact. Yeah, absolutely. My point is it's, a great, it. it's great that that's it. an option now. Um, but then, you know, I, like I said, was still, I'm doing a lot better, but, you know, I think even on our first date, we talked a little bit, um, you know, you asked me like what religion I was and I think I told you I was pagan and you were like, okay, cool. And we just never really brought it up or anything. It just never was an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a non-issue for us. I'm not really, I don't. I consider myself agnostic, which yeah. a lot of people confuse for atheist when it's not. No, no. All agnostic is for anybody that I understand the way I understand the definition of that's just an agnostic is a person who admits and understands that in the end, nobody knows what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's all being agnostic is. You can be a Christian agnostic. Be Christian and believe what's going to, what you believe is going to happen, but be yeah. agnostic in the fact of, well, I don't scientifically absolutely know for a fact, but I've got faith that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, yeah, I don't really affiliate with any religion in particular. So, yeah, so my... So, my... so that's what you said, you were pagan. <laughs> so my great big, you know, <laughs> ever-expanding rock collection back there never offended you. <laughs> No, no, it never offended me a bit. Uh, I've got, whatever I'm, somebody can get something out of, like, yeah. you, like you said, whatever it is, there's yeah. a reason there's thousands of religions. Who says there has to be one for everybody? Well, first well, of all, almost every religion, but not way. me. <laughs> not me. Anyway, so I think you've always worried, or not worried is the wrong word, but yeah, I don't mm. know. I grew up under such. I hope you're not worried about my judgment. Scrutiny. I do. Now. I do a little bit. Just I don't like to be made fun of. Well, by That's, now, surely yeah. uh, I hope 
that that's diminishing or getting to a point where I'm not judging you about being pagan or any of that. I'm I'm just not. I'm getting more comfortable with it. Okay. As time ticks by, and I'm even able to sit here and have this conversation with you at all. Well, that's which, good. That's why you wanted you know, it. Was would be a challenge, you know, not very long ago. And I'll so, try to be. I mean, we we kind of had this discussion. We've had this what I'm about to say before, and we'll uh-huh. talk about it again here. But my way of letting somebody know that I'm okay with something is a little bit of joking, in an absolute. No doubt about it. I'm joking, kind of way. Uh huh. That can't be. Uh, I wouldn't think misunderstood. But well, we'll we'll. But anyway, we'll talk through it. Through, yeah, through this. So anyhow, <laughs> I, I, there's that. So yeah. Well, if I'm not okay with something, I'm not going to be joking about it. I'm going to be more serious about. Look, I, this is. I, I can't handle this. This is wrong. If I'm like joking mm-hmm. about it. And I think that's how most people are. I think that's a way of letting another person know that you're okay with something. But things can get, I guess, blurred. Because sometimes you can make fun of somebody and somebody thinks it's funny and that other person doesn't think it's funny. Yeah, so, yeah. Eh, I whatever. think I'm, I'm going to argue with you just a smidget there because... Well, it's all intent. Let's just say that. Yeah, and a lot of people use the humor card... To degrade things. Well, that's true. It can be. It it's depends upon the spirit of it. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and we know it when we got it. And well, anyway, as a couple, uh, you know, all right. I'm telling you, when I joke with you, it's it's not in a mean way. Well, if it's inappropriate from now on, I'm going to tell you that you might not be trying to be mean but it's not coming across the way you're intended that's fine okay that's that's good communication that's being that's being married in a good relationship so that is is, it is to my fine hillbilly wife kicked some good hillbilly spaghetti tonight that was fantastic with shrimp in it that was hillbilly that was just everything in the cabinet got thrown in a pot that was good it was delicious no that's good communication so anyway yeah Oh, so, so anyhow, yeah, I've, I've. So I'll poke fun, but it's not going to be in a mean way. Okay. All right. You, you go ahead. I, uh, man, I grew up in a Pentecostal family. And by that, I mean, you see the people walking around, the ladies that have the ankle length denim skirts and the hair down to their butts. And not allowed to wear pants. Not allowed to wear pants. And the men are all dressed up and smell like a whorehouse why do they smell like a whorehouse because like the women aren't allowed to wear like perfume or cosmetics or anything but the men can they can anoint themselves and they do <laughs> and they're disgusting that's peacocks. what it's called is anointing when you put a lot yes, of cologne on yes yes <laughs> that's funny i yeah. never noticed that yeah yeah, I do. Uh, I Pente- do because that's how I grew. Up. Isn't Pentecostal also the one that has the? Oh, I don't know. You get the gift of something where you shake and speak in tongues, all that. Um, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So speak in tongues. No uh, women can't wear. Well, it, makeup, it, right. and blue jeans. Yeah, and there, all that there's stuff. there's an ex- there there's a lot around here that have the very long skirts. 
back where I was from, they didn't always wear the full length skirts. It's gotten more conservative lately. Like when I was going, you could actually wear a skirt up to your knees. Ooh. And if it was summertime and if you were wearing or playing sports <laughs> and climbing trees, you could wear culottes and be like a tomboy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it got, it's, it's, it's gotten more conservative, more strict around here. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's the background that I came from. One more little background piece. You oh. could you could even play cards. Oh, absolutely. I not. think that's the weirdest thing. No. No board games. No, no. monopoly. Nothing with dice. No. no. That led to the devil. Yes. <laughs> Somehow it was monopoly. calling drawing lots, and they gambled under the feet of Jesus while he was on the cross for his robes in all all forms of gambling were evil no shoots and ladders no candy land if there were cards no dice no 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 cards no dice yes 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 now which is really funny because if you go up to nana's house which was like my mom's mom she had like games like boggle and pachisi and stuff like that and she was a she was a Baptist Sunday school teacher, so you weren't going to argue with her. <laughs> oh, those liberal Baptists. Uh, it, it ended up being like that. That's where I basically ran away from, from the Pentecostals. To I mean, because it... Well, first of all, that fucked uh, anybody up. It was. Let's just, first of all, just... And we're all, by the way, we're all fucked up in some way or another. Uh-huh. Something gets us all, I think. Yeah. But for goodness sakes... Give yourself permission to be a little fucked up with that kind of upbringing. All right. Now, here's where it gets good and juicy, okay? (laughs) For the love of God. Here's where it gets juicy. All right. Oh, here's where it gets weird. Oh, yeah. Here's where it gets weird, okay? It doesn't even get weird until this point, okay? Good Lord. Um, Somewhere along the line, I was... um, it was decided that it was a good idea to name me after my grandmother that committed suicide and killed herself. And right, all right. So her name was Petra Joy. Okay. And I went for the longest time when I was a kid and mm-hmm. would only refer to myself as Joy. Like I don't know where I heard that name. You didn't want to use your real name or the. You wanted to use her middle name, not... Yeah, exactly. Okay, got gotcha. you. go with this. All right, go. Um, but anyhow, I would only refer to myself as her name for close to a year until I went to kindergarten, and my kindergarten teacher talked me out of it. Like, don't know where I heard it. Like, I don't remember hearing the story of her until I was in second or third grade. Okay. Like, that age. But, for, but somewhere... I picked up her name and would only be called by her name. This okay. upset the family greatly. Yeah, um, no, I so, get it. so there was there was the weirdness of that, right? And I don't know where I got it. I may have heard it and picked no, it knows? up or whatever, but there was that. Um, I was completely and utterly obsessed with snakes. <laughs> Which is a big no-no. In a, it, well, it, it gets even weirder because, like, my other grandmother, her 
brother was a minister in a snake handling church. So they were right on the line between almost being snake handlers and not being snake handlers. Yeah. And so, but they were not snake handlers, so snakes were incredibly evil. Like, there was just this weird dividing line. So my obsession with snakes was, she's going to hell. Okay, so I was already, like, one to watch. And I was also the kid that, you know, when they asked me in Sunday school, what do you want to be when you grow up? A hoochie-coochie dancer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I... I Where did you get hoochie-coochie dancer? I have no idea where I, you know, I, I think I wanted to be a stripper. Like, really? I think somehow, like, I had walked in on, you know, adult television or something like that and... Daddy, what is that? You know, it's a hoochie coochie dancer. Go back to bed. Forever, then, like it, like I was always the kid that I loved Jezebel from the stories in the Bible and Delilah and all of the bad women of it. You know that that was what I held on to and wanted to talk about when you went home after Sunday school. <laughs> well, wouldn't you say that's just a rebellion against that other stuff? subconsciously or whatever that was when i was such a itty bitty little kid i wasn't knowingly rebelling yeah well, i don't know. I was just picking out what i thought was awesome well that is awesome parts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of it's just damn boring let's just face oh. it oh i know i know i know but like it was Oh, it was such a strange the few times i went to church for anything i as you're a kid that knows what you get what you leech on to, I don't know. The fantastic stories, I guess, are one thing I can kind of, as a kid, you might mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, Sunday school was... Giant floods and yeah. Noah's Ark and animals, yeah. crap like that, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. You leech on to hoochie, hoochie dancers? I did. I, 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 I leached on to the, oh, yeah. the serpent in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I was not. Oh, goodness. And then, all right, that was from, like, Sunday school. But, like, we we were the folks that every time the door was open, you had to be there. Right. Like, if, if they were having something, you but, had to be there. It's usually Wednesdays, Sundays, minimum. Yeah. And they were very much the the get the spirit of the Holy Ghost and shout and roll in the aisles. Speaking and, tongues. Yeah, it was like a mosh pit for Jesus. Yep, the Jesus it, it mosh really pit. Was. That is kind yeah. of what Pentecostal churches are, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. And it, you I mean, if you're a little fl- kid, You better it get is... the flailing or you're going to get your jaw smacked by somebody else flailing. Well, you just stay out of the way and, and just, I mean, it was, though, traumatic for a little kid. I remember these services. I mean, not every word or anything, but, you know, just the the sounds and the smells and specifically the, the quality of the light. It was a very golden, like, <laughs> I don't know, like they had weird <laughs> lights there. It was hypnotic and cult-like. It was... Well, it is a psychological Scary. frenzy that people get into. That, that absolutely is. Yeah. When you I say mean, cult-like, you're not exaggerating. Well, I mean, it is a religious fervor, and, and I respect it. <laughs> I've seen the real deal, but right, that's not I wanted fake. to get out of it, you yeah, know? Yeah, no kidding. 
I remember. I didn't have a choice. I, I had no choice to about being there. I remember some kids in in grade school who went to Pentecostal church, and me and some other kids, like, and honestly, not making uh-huh. fun, just asking them about their church, and they were yeah. telling us about some of this stuff. We're like, even then, we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we're like, well. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. having a serious discussion. We, we, I don't know. Even at that age, I remember, I remember part of that discussion. They're like, well, you go to the Baptist church. I'm like, yeah. Well, they dunk you underwater. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You got a point. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> like, so I'm like, well, okay. Even then, I do vaguely remember yeah. these discussions and, yeah. and yeah. hearing like, damn, that's fucking weird. And then like, then they point out your church. Like, yeah, you're right. It's all fucking weird. Come on, let's, let's go play some more basketball or something. It was just nothing, but. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, that's your church. I get it. So that was kind of what I was. That's your background. Yeah. You got out of it. Well, yeah, I did. Um, but still, psychological BS is under there when you're a kid. Yeah, you know, it, it is. Under the hood. Um, yeah, I had to, I had to go with my, my grandparents to the Baptist church to, to kind of get away because we had started going to a new church and they were kind of creepy and way more occult like. So <laughs> that was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Mm. So I have a lot of really, really bad ugly memories and you know during all of that time i had um um, just a a raw fascination for anything to do with the occult Mm -hmm. like like i just was a kind of obsessed with it like drawn to it anything you know anything i'd stay up late at night and watch dracula movies you know on tv if i could if i could stay up that late um and it Believe me, it was discouraged violently, physically in my family. But it was one of like the, 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 I don't know, safe rudders getting out of that eventually for me. And, and it's always been a safe spot. I know that sounds weird because I think so many people in our culture consider Christianity, their like safe spot. Okay. For me, you know, paganism, occultism was the safe spot from like Christian cultism. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just a different religion. But, uh, you know, and as you're saying, pagan and occult, uh, just uh, uh, again, it's kind of for listeners, but uh-huh. for me too, I've heard all this. Uh huh. It's not that you're worshiping the devil. No, no, definitely not. That's the first thing people hear when they say, and I get it, that's why you've you've always, you know, I guess, worry's a strong word, but you just always want to make sure that I'm not um, getting the wrong idea. Yeah. Uh, so pagan and occult, most people hear you're worshiping the devil. Yeah. Okay. You want to say what you're really doing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's part of this discussion. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Occultism is usually anything that is considered spiritual, not Christian. Um, so spiritual and not Christian. Yeah. Um, okay. Usually people think about things like tarot, um, 
like Egyptian mystery schools, sacred geometry. Like there's a lot of different right. You know, categories of that, and and it's all fascinating and and worth studying. Um, and paganism is pretty much anybody who is not you know following one of the Judeo Christian. You know, wasn't there a, one of the selections on uh, eHarmony that was, and I loved it because I've tried to remember it. I think I'm saying it right. When when you're asking for different, like, what's your religion? Uh-huh. One of them was spiritual but not religious. Yes. Exactly. I think that's a great choice. I think that's so exactly too. what I picked. I think that's like that's yeah. it because I'm because yeah. I was wondering when I, when that question came up, like, well, how am I going to answer that? I'm not really religious. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. You know, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm Baptist or whatever. Yeah. That's a perfect way to say it. Spiritual it but not religious. It is. That and is I think me. That, I think that's a category that's used uh, more and more lately, and and I think it's a great. Well, it's very descriptive way. and to yeah. the point. Yeah. So is that what you'd say paganism is? In a lot of ways, except uh, paganism's broad, man. Like there are some pagans that you know yeah, follow yeah. a strict Egyptian pantheon from the third century BC gotcha. and the exact deities that you know. And, so there's a and, million sub yes things of yes, that. Yes. Yeah, For I me you. personally, I I see this is already good education. Deity as very nebulous and like this world that we live in is very polar so i see like kind of as a male and a female aspect of a a, a godhood or a goddesshood i don't see either one of them as being more powerful than the other one mm-hmm. they're two equal halves so sounds good yeah you know, that's and and i don't have a specific name for those, you know, it's right. just Lord and Lady, God and Goddess, right? You know, but to me, it's very important coming from such a you know Christian patriarchal background that it is equal. So, well, that makes all sense. But um, that, um, well, that's like step one. <laughs> Okay. I've also been um, yeah, digging back into shamanism a little bit. Okay. I think we we mentioned this. We were driving around here a little while back. Um, and shamanism, you'd say, is probably some sort of sub thing of paganism. Well, it's kind of the original paganism. All right. Okay. It so is. Shamanism. It's old school. Yeah. Every culture in in like, every indigenous culture in the world had. Some form of shamanism. Okay. There was somebody in the village that could get a hold of the gods. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. And, and, and that is very attractive to me because it is very much a, a personalized practice. Mm-hmm. You do you. You know, it, it, there's not rules to it or anything like that. I've never been attracted to. Like, there are whole schools of witchcraft that you can do, I'm exaggerating, 20 different levels of initiation and, you know, spend years studying and blah, blah, you know. And I just, that's never been something I was interested in. Shamanism, you pick it up and you go. And I've always danced around it and not really, like, I've learned about it, but I never really sat down 
to meditate and try a shamanic journey okay. until like really, really recently. And oh, wow, that is absolutely amazing. And that's what I wanted to like really talk to you about. <laughs> All right. Well, meditation has obviously been around forever. And yeah. I think it's very well established that there's people have heard of that in oh how do you just say that shamanistic journey mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. heard of that yeah Somebody having visions yeah had, there's all kinds of well i would have really like i tend to be a little skeptical which i know anybody listening to this if we do put this out anybody listening to this is going bullshit she's on drugs she's crazy hey get rid of her <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is my crazy hillbilly wife. Um, but but uh, but no, I tend to really try to test things, which it's just like ridiculous and funny to you know even try to describe all that. But like walking through our house, you know, I have like certain animals that I really like that you know kind of identify with kind of totem animals and stuff. You right. can like walk through and guess which ones they're. Probably more than ten huge hardback snake books around here. <laughs> I've right. got a octopus shower curtain hanging, and there are spiders painted everywhere upstairs. You know, those are the hardcore ones. Right. Well, the first time I took off to shamanic journey, boom! I jump out as a fox. I've never had a dream about a fox. I've never. How do you get into this uh, meditation to get to this point? Can I ask that? I smoked a little bit of weed. Yep. And I was sitting on my little poof here. Yep. And there at the foot of the bed yep. with my shamanic uh, drums YouTube video. Actually, um, it's called Water Shaman. Okay. And That's you, it. You just sit there and just relax and let mm-hmm. your mind go where it goes. Just just let go. Okay. Like you quit trying to take it anywhere. You let your mind go where it wants to go. Okay. You just give it the leash. Gotcha. And it takes a little while to, to learn to do that. Oh, no that. kidding. But, like, once you get it, like, your mind's almost ready to do it. Like. That's interesting. Boom. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten. Like, I kept trying to make it hard. Like, I kept trying to make it like the, the four-hour Lord of the Rings movie. To do anything in a shamanic journey. Right. And when I finally just let it go, like, it just happens. Like, you just go. Okay. You're just where you, or where you mean to be. Okay. And it's really. It sounds fascinating. It is. It's very colorful. It's very vivid. It sounds therapeutic, too. Um, I think I told you about the, 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 the trip to the, the gemstone tree, too, didn't I? Uh, maybe, maybe. I think like, the very the first time with the fox, yeah, um, and, and that was just that tripped me out because I'd never had anything like foxy, um, except for red hair, but <laughs> but it wasn't even a red fox; it was a black fox, so it was kind of weird. But um, you hadn't heard that song, "What the Fox Said" earlier that day, had you? No, I hadn't. Okay, making sure. <laughs> but uh, no. 
<laughs> I think I've only heard about 15 seconds of that song ever, and I agree with Ellen DeGeneres on that one. What'd you say? <laughs> they smoke a lot of weed there. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So anyway, anyway, I you know I've done this this several times, but um, like. I don't think we've had a podcast since I had my gallbladder attack or presumed a gallbladder attack on Monday. Well, that's part of the reason why we haven't done it for a while. Yeah, it's because I've been sick. The old guy, nothing funnier than a good gallbladder attack. Yeah, yeah. At first I was like, oh my God, I've got lung cancer. And then like I started to move just a little bit and it was like. Oh no, that's gallbladder. Like it was, like just it was the classic exactly where your your gallbladder is, and um, yeah, it's about an hour after a fatty meal. Oh, oh my god, oh my god! And I did eat kind of a challenge meal. Like it was one of those things where that horrible, god awful, gluten free macaroni and cheese kept calling to me, kept saying, "Eat me." <laughs> Eat me. Mm-hmm. Just cheat meal one time. Eat me. Like Alice in Wonderland. And I ate it. And it almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to have to deal with gallbladder stuff. That's got to be excruciating. They're it probably going to yank yours out. I, I sincerely hope so. I sincerely hope so. So that was like Monday. Then... Like Tuesday, I was still like it's taken days to amp, amp down the pain. Like the pain was at like an eight on a scale of one to ten. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. for me, it was an eight. I get it. It hurt on Monday. Um, Tuesday, we got me a doctor's appointment at the GI doctor, mm-hmm. and I forget you had to had a UK basketball game or something. But I had several hours to myself that evening, and I hurt so bad. That I went in there to journey to go meet pain. Okay. And I know that sounds nuts. I don't think meditating or any of this stuff is nuts. Okay. You must be, I guess, I know you're paranoid about me thinking it's nuts, but you're not going to, you're not going to, this is all. Well, this, all right. I think think it's healthy as hell. This time, this was deep. Okay. This was meditation and a journey driven by, like, pain. And I was still in, like, five or six level of yeah. pain that evening. Right. So, so it was still bad. And I wasn't taking anything. I'm just like, I'm going to ride this. And I, it just it happened really easily. I went, you know, right through to it was kind of scary. It was like this primitive village in the dark with just like these tiki torches everywhere. And everybody wore the same pig mask nice. in the pain village. And it was a pig god of pain. And he was the pig god of pain. That sounds terrifying. It was. It was absolutely. But it was. Splendid, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was horrifying and just awe-inspiring all at once. And Buddy, he was pissed off at me for ignoring him. Huh. And, <laughs> and wanted me to know very clearly that that was, you know, pain is there for a reason. You are supposed to listen to the signals that your body give you, gives you. And, and I mean, yeah. it, it was... See, it was kind of terrifying. It was kind of terrifying, but awe-inspiring and just... Sounds healthy to me. 
wonderful. Very. I did that. Oh, um, let's see. Um, I went to my shame tree. This is going to sound the shame tree. Shame tree. The shame tree. That is every time somebody shames you and causes you to break off a piece of yourself and deny it. Okay. Like, and the way I'm visualizing it is kind of weird. It's it's like this um, this huge old tree, and there's a, a cave. Under its roots. Okay. And I go through the end of the cave and there's like a hall of mirrors, like a circus sideshow hall of mirrors. And in each of those mirrors, I can stand and look and, you know, go back to some point in time where you know, I broke off of a piece of myself and shame and put it away. And I can deal with that in some way. Like, do you, you know, how do you deal with that? Like, and, and there's a... There's a lot of work to be done there. <laughs> There's a lot of mirrors. But I started it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like bringing these pieces back. And a long time ago, a big piece of myself was chunked off mm-hmm. in order to deal with, with life and family and, and the crazy that has been my life. And I had to call that piece to myself, back to myself, like that, that, that's called a soul retrieval. Okay. And I have felt so much more complete and so much better ever since. Like I've been trying to find a way to tell you about that, but it just, well, that's, it's hard to sit down and say, oh, I did this without like an hour of exposition to get there. Well, that's kind of what this is. And, and I don't mind. Uh, again, you can tell me any of this stuff. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, it's just hard to find a time and a place for this conversation, though. I suppose. Well, this lends itself to it very easily. Yeah, it is yeah. perfect. So what do you think of that? I think it just sounds like you're describing to me meditation. This yeah. sounds like you've... you've yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on it. I'm just kind of making up words here, I suppose. But it just seems to me like you've discovered therapeutic meditation, which is something that I think has been around since man has been yeah. around. So I think good for you. Any of this stuff, I don't care how silly or trippy. Again, <laughs> I may poke a little fun or say something like, oh, did you listen to uh, what the fox says before you found your fox? Hey, that was that but, was funny. But that was funny. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to be able to joke about with this stuff. Okay. Okay. But, but again, it's never, I'll say it again, it, uh, as many times as I have to say it, but I'm never making fun of you in a mean way. I would never do that in a million years about anything. I mean, nothing. Would I believe I, you. Would I make I fun do. of you on purpose? If I'm upset with something, mm-hmm. I'll let you know somehow. Uh huh. But it's not going to be that passive aggressive way. That's well, just not my style. You've heard how my family talks to me, and I, I, it's not you. When that wound got open back in May or whatever, mm-hmm. like I, I have just been raw and shredded from that for a long time, and it's finally knitting back together. And and I just want to thank you so much for being patient with me to let me put myself together again because well, you're because welcome. it was bad, and I know, and you've been very patient. You've been a great husband, and well, I, and I wanted to. Oh, I know. 
You do. You're, you do know you're a great husband. I love it. I, I could do worse. I, do. I, you that. I could. I oh, I did. I'm I know. I'm charming. I know I'm not perfect, but I know I'm. I do all right. You do. You do. I try. So you know, anyway, any of this stuff, yeah, you don't have to. I'm all. I'm all for it. Well, I'll tell you Absolutely. what, I've had to- so much time to l- really think about, like you, you were talking about, you know, meditation. There's just, I don't even know where to start with this. All right, you went out and talked to your dad before your uncle passed away. Right. And you said you were really impressed with, like, his theory of everything, basically, his combined unified theory of everything, basically. We're going to call it the unified theory of everything. <laughs> My dad's hillbilly philosophy. <laughs> you know, I think I'm I'm down with your dad's uh, unified theory of everything, too. I, I think I've reached the same He's 80, conclusion. Yeah. My dad's 86. We've talked about him on the uh-huh. show before. He holed up in, in a little holler in eastern Kentucky, makes his own moonshine, grows his own weed. He's out there with the animals. He's got a little just house. In his life. He's got yeah. a little house on a hundred acre farm that's just woods all yeah. around him with one little yard, you know, yeah. grass yard. Yep. Yeah. And the, the love of his life is going out there and interacting with nature. Yeah. He yeah. loves to grow his garden and herbs and he sets. I want to call it bait, but he doesn't shoot them. But Mm -hmm. he he sets corn out for whatever animal wants to come around. And they come around (laughs) right to his front yard, right to his front door, basically. It's like Gandalf. He kind of is. He literally is. He takes his little staff and walks around, and there's giant, paleated woodpeckers, and there's deer and raccoons and possums. And he he raises his own bees. And, yeah, he's out there. Yeah. Yeah, man of the woods. Yeah, so anyway, he's yeah. A druid. So, so, so he had told me, yeah, when my, when my uncle um, passed away, and he's told me this before. He says his view on the thing is, let's see, how's he put it? He says that he thinks, like the Indians, that we all just kind of go back to nature when we die. Uh huh. That's what he keeps saying. Something like that. There's mm-hmm. some central something. And when you die, you just go back to that central place where you started. I might not be saying mm-hmm. exactly how you said it okay, last time, okay. but, but right. something like that. I, I've been, I've been, getting, and he calls it a great spirit. So he's like getting it. that from the Indians. Yeah, he from, from he reads a lot. He's a smart dude, but but yeah, he'll say it's it's that some some great spirit, some great entity, something yeah. that's lent its that's lent us this life. And when you die, you just go back to the, to being part of the original universe or the original entity, whatever this is. That's what he thinks. Okay. Okay. Well, I, uh. And who knows? Uh, we, again, we've discussed this many times. Hell, nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I do think we are energetic beings. And. What's that mean? Well, everything is energy on a quantum level. Oh, I okay. Got you. Oh, I got you. Got you. All right, and I think we're vibrating on different planes, and sometimes those planes intersect, and that's kind of how you can explain some psychic phenomenon. Um, and I do think that 
that we are a piece of of source like we're broke like a not i'm not not even broken off it's like we're a little energy tendril from the source of all energy and when we die we go back to that i think that's exactly what my dad would say and then his way of saying it but you're saying exactly what he thinks but it gets all mixed in together and and i think that's why some some people like like i think that is why some people are like oh yeah i was cleopatra in a past life maybe they did get a little bit of spark of cleopatra in a past life i don't really i'm jealous i wish i did but (laughs) (laughs) who knows but you know i you know i i really i think it's it's complex, but beautifully simple. I will me. say this from from my little feeble mind. Uh-huh. I know there's a scientific law that seems to be absolute that you know the amount of energy in in the universe or anything is constant. It just changes forms. Yes, that's fact. Yeah. Well, I don't that that lends itself well to spirituality too. What we're just saying, like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We yeah. just change forms. When we die, we go back to some other form. I agree completely. I agree completely. I mean, that's the law of conservation of energy. Mm-hmm. And even if you're, and even if you're totally atheist, you can still take that and say, "Well, your body's going to break down into soil and and all the things that's going to happen to your body chemically when you die." And, and you're going to nourish the next generation. Yeah, like there's, there's, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of levels, but absolutely, that's. You know, that's mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So that was what I had to get off my back. That was the big giant. Yeah, that's my big secret. I'm weird. You're weird in a great way. <laughs> You're not weird. You're awesome. You just discovered, like, I'm just going to say meditation. You can call it a shamanistic journey or. Or I'm going to spirit world like well, in, um, Young Guns, but uh, <laughs> we're smoking peyote. That's a great scene. I love that scene. I seen that the other day. That's a good movie. We all look up sometimes. We, we do. We do. I'm glad Remember that? that? Yeah, I do. I do. I like that one a lot. How <laughs> come those Indians aren't shooting us? Because we're in the spirit world, asshole. It can't see us. <laughs> Oh, I love that scene. Anyway. I don't remember it completely. We gotta, we gotta watch that one again. If nothing else, we can look up that scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, no, you're just discovering meditation. I think that's awesome. I, well, I, I, I'm really getting getting good at it now. You know, that's and, good. And, and taking off and running with it. I'm and, willing to try. You started a little, uh, a little educational. Yeah. Video thing that we never had finished, but yeah. I, I'm willing to try this stuff too. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep an open mind well dang it all the heck like i had my appointment on tuesday and they did the ultrasound on my gallbladder and i had stones in the dang gall duct bile duct um then um on so i did my shamanic journey and talked to pain and i've been doing my reiki on myself and yes i'm a reiki master and then on friday when i had my mri there were no stones in there so now i don't know if i'm gonna get my what i'm gonna have to do to get my gallbladder out i guess it still hurts well i don't know you'll know more tomorrow yep we'll figure it out yep but that's that's just wonderful that's just uh this has been a good show to just talk about some of the stuff you're into and meditating and there's nothing 
I'll guarantee you there's nothing you've said in this whole show that I don't think anybody would be like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That, that person's a total wackadoo or I don't know. I just... Uh, there my parents some, were all mom specifically was on the lookout for witchcraft in me and she was determined to beat it out of me um like well yeah when they time, don't, yeah go ahead. like one time um her head was hurting and and this was when i was about i don't know 12 and i could tell her head was really hurting and she was we used to have these two posts in the living room, and she was just kind of leaning between the t- the posts and had a hand on each post. And I just went and leaned up against her and put my forehead against hers and ground her headache through the ground. And to me, it was just like, Mom's hurting. Go fix it. Mm-hmm. She beat the shit out of me. I mean, like, go to bed then. Like, I was beat up so bad. Good Lord. I mean, that's the kind of... Thought you were doing some hoodoo on her? Yes. Yes. It was considered evil. So that's the kind of getting over it hurdles that I have to. For me, coming out of the broom closet isn't a big deal. It is a... My mother would shoot me in the face if she knew deal. Well... Like, she would rather me be dead than be a witch. Well, that's just insane. That's just insane. I don't want to, well, and they make you, movies about that. It's seen, called Carrie. You've good seen thing, it. It's a good thing you didn't have, uh, you know, Carrie powers, no or shit. that would have been happening to your high school and your parents, I guess, because that's uh, no exactly what shit. movies like that are. I'm struggling with it my entire. All right, like this is funny. This is hilarious when um. I was um, getting a divorce when the last Harry Potter book was coming out. Oh, I'm sure they were oh, yeah, all about that being the devil. Completely. Like, Harry Potter is just the worst thing in the world you can read. And I'm like, I will be danged if... Uh, actually, no. This was long after the, the, the divorce, but I still live close enough to him that... Like, I had to tell them that I was sick that weekend so I could read my book and they'd leave me alone and I could read Harry Potter. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, what, what can that I was say? a white loss. <laughs> and, and this is the extreme, by the way, obviously. Your yeah. mom's an extreme Christian. We're talking Pentecostal. I think we've made that pretty clear. Yeah. There's some mainstream. Christian people doing okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we, we know absolutely. Some, but but and, I it makes me nervous around Christians. I'm like, are you gonna oh, well, you burn should. me at the stake? <laughs> well, I mean, they're taught absolutely that they're that they're right and you're wrong as far as that goes. Uh-huh. But I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, for sure. I don't no. believe in it or your devil. <laughs> well, again, on the show, we've said it a million times. If somebody can logically tell me how there's thousands of religions and all of them think they're right mm-hmm. and everybody else is wrong and that just seems like the weirdest attitude of of anything of yeah. anything you're trying to learn or achieve or anything in this life if you believe there's only one way to do it and there's no other way possible in the in ever that, that there's another way to achieve that goal uh, that that narrow mindedness just does not make well, that sense is to me. What is taught in the in in 
the church I grew up in. Okay, I that is the experience I can speak from. Do not question authority. The ultimate authority is the Bible. Next to that is the preacher. A step down from that is the father. Right. Like like your father. And then your husband. So, yeah, and then your husband. <laughs> so, so and absolutely, absolutely. Well, 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 that's my point, though. They're all like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you get into the Hindu religion. They pretty much tell you, you know, if you don't believe in us, then tough luck. You're going to whatever their hell is. Their hell is. Or, yeah. or, or we all know the fanatical um, Middle Eastern religions, all that. The, they follow the Koran and, and twist all that around. I mean, there's. But, but that's it. Um, so many of these old religious texts are so useful for twisting. Yeah. Like they're just so ripe for it because you can pick out anything you want to. Well, because back in the day, most of them were written when we were barely tribes of apes. It was a big deal to get everybody just to, all right, can we all don't just fucking agree not to kill each other? Right, don't kill with- each other if you look like each other, but if you don't look like each other, you can kill the other ones. Right. Can we? Right. If, and you can own these guys because they look ugly. Dude, we're we're going to come up right. with ten things that we can all agree. If we disagree, we're not going to kill anybody. Don't cheat on, don't don't sleep with your buddy's wife, um, <laughs> you know, whatever the other Ten Commandments are. And can we at least agree on that? And that's, just, that, that was the can basic. We, can we agree that that was not the best Ten that they could come up with? <laughs> no. At least got us, it at least advanced our society. For its day, I'm sure that was groundbreaking. It probably was. Just to get people to to just behave themselves long enough to have society move along a little further (laughs) can we stop killing each other long enough till somebody can make me a damn loaf of bread please can we just do that some king was saying that somewhere yes like please all right (laughs) anyhow that's how i think it all went down yep so anyway well i think that's wonderful i i have no problem we should release this show this is, this is i think it's very therapeutic i think it probably is too you gave a plug to your guy that's um mm-hmm. uh, at spartan life coach yeah I'm, I'm gonna have more plugs as i plug <sighs> we, along that's what um, we do that's this part of the yeah, show uh, well, they don't sponsor us this guy has no affiliation no, whatsoever with no, this show it's uh, not advertisement no i'll probably send him an email and go hey man i talked about you on the show <laughs> Yeah, I gave, gave you a shout yeah, out. Now what? I'll probably send a tweet out to yeah. him just to let him yeah. know I do that uh, when amazing. we do recommend somebody. I, I mean, it, I really he that. gets to the point, and he he uses f bombs. He speaks to me clearly. I like him. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Tell him about our website, hillbillynerdtalk dot com. You know yeah. what? It's got, a, uh, it's got an update. Does it? it? Looks a little. It's a well. It just has an update. Oh, I'll have to check it out. It's the same old, same bells and whistles, but uh, the look is updated some. Some of the buttons are a little crisper, mm-hmm. and it, it should be good. Well, very cool. God knows it's cool. taken forever <laughs> <laughs> to get it to this point, <laughs> working with people a million miles away. Um, but anyway, podcast designs, I'll give okay. them a plug, too. They've helped us right. forever on this. Well, cool. Looking for a website or... They're they're good. You can look them up. All right. So anyway, where else are we? Um, you have 
Twitter. Yep. I have Pinterest, and now I also have an Instagram. And I'm still once in a while our uh, Facebook page. I'm going to check it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not crazy though. But if anybody out there is on Reddit, mm-hmm. look me up on Reddit. Okay. What's uh, your Reddit handle? Uh, just Hillbilly Nerd Talk. Okay. My um, Instagram handle, I couldn't get Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I got Hillbilly Witch 8. <laughs> you couldn't get Hillbilly Nerd Talk? I got Hillbilly Witch 8. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm liking Reddit okay. I'm going to get into it a little bit. All right. It's All right. Uh, You've got to find your community. And the thing is, it, in, it encourages a lot of discussion. Strife. Well... Yeah, discussion, which leads to strife. <laughs> yes. Because people, one thing I have figured out about Twitter, or I mean um, Reddit, you do get some information and some people that know what they're doing. But you also get the dumbest people chiming in just because they think and they're encouraged just to write something. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're encouraged to write, even if you don't know shit about it, you're encouraged to make a comment about it. Even if that comment is some disparaging, like if you don't know anything about it, then your comment's likely going to be something bad. Do you hate Supernatural fandom by now, since you've been on Reddit? From what I understand, they make everything a post about Supernatural. You know, I haven't seen a lot of them. I show you a lot of the posts uh-huh. while we're sitting around watching TV. Yeah, yeah we pass back and forth. And there's some really good ones. Yeah. Okay. But um, but no, there's some, there's some goofiness on there, but... I guess that's like anything. You got to weed through the BS. You know what? In my perfect world, you could be tagged not as your real ID, but you know, male Kentucky. You know, yeah, late forties. You know, female um, Georgia, early teens. You know, they at least like ballpark people because sometimes. You know, you you start to argue with somebody and then you realize, oh, my God, I am shit talking with a 14 year old. I know. And and it's just not like it's just different then. okay? and it's like you just take you you take your you put your gloves back on, (laughs) you know, and and, and you're like, I really wish you'd go home and wash your mouth out with soap. Your mommy needs to. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's some good like like today I was on there on a on a community which is right up my alley. Uh-huh. It's called like frugalness or being frugal <laughs> or something. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be right up? Would you think I'd yes. enjoy that? Yes, you would. And I do. And they have some decent tips on there. Some. Uh-huh. So I chimed in on a on a tip that I do once in a while. I don't know. Somebody was like, you know, "What's your favorite mm-hmm. tip to save money?" On blah 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 or something. Uh-huh. And. Uh, and I happen to be at the gym this morning, uh-huh. so I threw out one of the, a, a tip of if you're if you want to save a little money on a gym membership, usually some town that you're in, there's probably a physical therapy clinic that also sells gym memberships on the side because uh-huh. their main income is physical therapy patients, and they still have the equipment, so they usually sell cheap gym memberships. And a couple of them are like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Oh yeah, this." And then uh-huh. boom, immediately. Well, that's a dumb. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can go to Planet Fitness for ten bucks a month. Why would anybody do that? And then if you're a PT clinic that is doing that, well, that's a shitty PT clinic because they're not allowed to have patients and and this this whole. I'm like you fucking idiot. Like I've I've put out something that absolutely is a factual way. Yeah. yeah. 
and not every town has a damn Planet Fitness for I ten know. bucks a month. Obviously, the ten bucks a month is to sucker you in. It's yeah. not ten bucks a month, idiots. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you spend the rest of the day arguing, like you said, with the fifteen-year-old that's just popping off because that's what he's supposed to do uh-huh. on Reddit? It's ridiculous. You know, I ran into the same thing. Ridiculous. Um, like I, I think I left a comment on some girls using Nair to do their eyebrows on Pinterest. Yeah. And people went crazy. Like I said, that was not safe. <laughs> it could cause chemical burns or blindness. Um, but like people, oh, it's for the face. It's perfectly safe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like I could go into a big, long description of, you know, chemistry because I, I am a chemist. Yeah. Cosmetology and just don't recommend this to to children who may have no access to water to get this off or out of their eyes you know i mean it's just the most unsafe stupid thing in the world to do without like pages of safety precautions so and it's just it's not worth arguing with people it's just like fun that's what i decided to this like sometimes i'll put one more reply just just to anybody else that might be reading it yeah but then i'm not going to get into going back and forth forever yeah. Trying to teach these idiots something that is factual. I know. It's, I know. It's it's it, it, you can go down that rabbit hole so fast. You can't teach people anything that don't want to learn. Willful willful ignorance yeah. is what it's called, and you can't fix that. And we got no. a lot of it around here. Oh, we sure do. So some of those Reddit communities are pretty interesting uh-huh. you know oh here That's comes cool. our nightly um it's not a complete podcast unless you hear the sirens you gotta hear the sirens go by let the hazard public service people do their job <laughs> oh well it's part of it you know, yeah the, you know the other one i was on too they have a personal finance community uh-huh. which again that's right miley too yeah and i i i don't know if i was replying to a post or somehow I posted something but um, I was asking people basically what they use as a savings account. Like, what uh-huh. do you what, what do you think is something that's extremely safe investment wise that gets some sort of return that's more than a savings account? Which savings account basically is nothing. Yeah, like it's less, less than one percent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so I was telling them about our Dupree, uh-huh. and that that's an that's an avenue uh-huh. where you can. Uh, uh, Dupree's a mutual fund company that's found a little niche in it, it, it does bonds based on the state you live in. So let's say you're a resident of Ohio. If you choose the mutual fund that buys bonds for the state of Ohio, any interest, any money you make on that is tax free state and federal. So that adds to your but return. Certain, only certain states. Only so certain states only allow certain it. States, Most states do. Yeah. Anyway. So, again, you get on there and people are – and there's a lot of people very – oh, yeah, that's a good tip. It's uh-huh. it's, it's really it's tax-free state and federal. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. And you get into – yeah, it, it yields about 3%. By the time you do your tax-free state and federal, maybe about 4%. Uh, that's the best I've ever found. I'm blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. You get a bunch of people popping off on bullshit. And then some thread – because people kept asking me – some of the ones that were nice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, what company do you use to use that? Mm-hmm. Or where did you find that? And I'd, I'd reply to them, you know, mm-hmm. I, I used a pre, but you can yeah. use whoever. Well, somebody got on there 
I think this is a clever advertising ploy for Dupree, and I don't appreciate. You know, we don't appreciate that in this community. And, you know, this is shameful. This is just shameless self-advertising and blah, blah, blah. So I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> right? You can't even argue with that. It's like, okay, asshat. Yeah. Well, so. Don't I, check it out. So I thought about, right, don't don't worry about it. Just keep your money in your damn savings account yeah. then, stupid, if yeah. you even have any money to put in anything. But anyway, I put a reply. I couldn't, I couldn't resist it because it kind of got in my mind a little bit. So I composed this reply. And I'm not going to read it word for word. But it basically was, yeah, you got me. You know, this whole, my whole name, Hillbilly Nerd Talk, that was purposely chosen to instill confidence in the in the financial community that I'm going to try to infiltrate. Then step two was to have a podcast. I've been having my hour or two podcast every couple of weeks for the last five years, um, building up and leading up to the point where I would join Reddit and, and, try infil- to get- and infiltrate the personal finance sections of Reddit. All so I can conceal my secret identity <laughs> of being the fun. owner of Dupree. And I put Dupree in capital letters because he was saying I was using the word Dupree too much. Like, yeah, you got me. Like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean. I love being lectured <laughs> about stuff. I really do. That I, you know, that you can uh, write the book on. Just, I just. I think one of the best ones, and I'm going to go back to this one, was uh, a little gal that used to work for me in the lab over here giving me the big lecture on um, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey and BDSM. <laughs> it's like, high five, girl, high five. Yeah, you know everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> jackasses. A good rule in life is just... It, once in a while, just just shut the hell up and listen to somebody else who might know what they're talking about. Like you don't have to immediately jump to shitting on everybody else just because of something. I don't know. That's a, that's the downside I'm finding to Reddit. It's good. There's a lot of people on there who seem to know what they're doing, but it kind of rewards you in a weird way for just popping off, just saying anything. Yeah. So you get a lot of static noise in addition to a legitimate answer yeah but you're gonna get a lot of bullshit too <sighs> so, it's like, so there you go you're back to crazy. what the fuck ever yep. all right you ready to get off here yes i sure am i'm pretty exhausted i'm kind of we're out all right everybody have a great evening we'll talk to you soon <laughs>